About two years ago, I preached a message, and I did my best to try to get away from it today, but I thought it would be so fitting, uh, especially in the circumstances that we're in and the time we're in, and it would, I felt like, be something that would encourage somebody, but at the same time, give you a word to say it's time for us, as Brother Wilson said, to hold the course. Don't let ourselves slip right now. Amen. And there's a lot going on, and we're trying to figure it all out, and everybody's trying to figure it out, and I don't think they'll ever get it figured out. So just have to trust the Lord in all of this. Amen. But I'm going to talk about drifting. I'm going to say drifting. Drifting. Billy Norris writes of a tragic event that resulted from simply drifting. Two young men were fishing above a low dam on a river near their hometown. And they were concentrating on catching fish that they were unaware that they had drifted until they were not far from the water flowing over the dam. When they realized their situation, the current near the dam uh, became so powerful to them that they could not keep their boat from going over the edge. Below the dam, the water was dashing with strong forces over great boulders and through crevices in the rocks. Caught by the swirling waters under the rocks, they never came to the surface. And after days of relentless searching, the divers finally found one body and then three days later, the other. I know that's a tragic story. But there's not only the danger of drifting physically. But there's also a danger that is presented to us in this season of life that we would drift spiritually. In Hebrews, the first chapter and second verse, it says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. He's simply saying that we've already heard the messages. 2017, 2018, 2019. We've heard it over and over again. Trust in God, trust in God, trust in God. But he's saying, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Because now we need it more than ever. We need a word from God in a very confused society. Hate, division, disease, all of it seems to be just compiling on us and the stress and the concern that we have. There's never a day like we need God now. There's never been a day like we need God now. We need a word from the Lord. Because if we can't believe it now, it's going to slip. We need to keep our prayer life going. We need to keep our faith high and continue to trust in God. We need as a body of Christ to keep our mind focused on the things that God has already delivered to us and keep our faith in Him. 
Because if we don't, we will drift. We will drift. And it's not uncommon. As I have pastored over 25 years, it's not uncommon for Christians to drift toward destruction. Let me just say this, and hear me, hear me very well. I'm going to make my first point right here, is that drifting requires no effort. Just do nothing. Simply become relaxed and do nothing. You are already drifting. If you're not careful, you'll become so distracted with what you're doing in life that you take God out of the equation and not realize that you are drifting to your destruction. Just stop oaring or tacking against the wind and the boater will begin to drift. This is true for us Christians which we are told and why we are told we must give the more earnest heed. I'm not going to tell you that living for God is going to be easy. I'm not going to tell you it's just going to be a bed of roses. I wish I could guarantee you that. But as I have looked in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament, I see the persecution of the church and that the church has always had to go through things. But she has always proven herself because of her faith in her God. I want you to know that I trust God more than I've ever trusted God before. I'm believing that he's going to bring something good out of all of this. And we're going to see something happen that we have never seen before. And I believe it's going to bring our families together. And I believe that it's going to trouble those that are in sin and push them out of the nest and make them go toward God. I believe we're going to see things that we have never witnessed before. And you think this building's big enough? It won't be built enough to house the people that are going to want to live for God and are concerned. And the only answer they can find will be in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I'm doing my best to stay away from everybody because my wife is not feeling well. And I don't want, if I would be a carrier of this, this virus, I wouldn't want anybody else to get it. So I'm staying my distance, as, as you know, and you can see. But at the same time, even though it's hard, I know that God's going to take care of it. I know that. I know that. I know that. Never said it was going to be easy. Never said it was going to be easy. The second thing is, it is an unconscious process. It's possible to drift unawares. Because in a boat, there are undercurrents that are often unnoticeable from the surface. In fact, they say in a plane, the wind or gravitational forces move the plane from one direction to the other, and then you don't even realize it. Without realizing it, sometimes there's an undercurrent going on. And we can lose our faith simply not even knowing it. Trying to figure it out by listening to CNN and Fox News and 
all the information that most people are getting anymore is from the media. I wish we could, I wish we could put on TV the Word of God <laughs> where people could get their news from the Word, the good news of God's Word. Amen. But if you're not careful, you watch that stuff long enough, you're unconsciously drifting, drifting. And there are so many mixed views on what you should or shouldn't do and what's going on in our world today until it just seems like everybody's confused. But it's possible for us to drift unawares. Spiritually, we must hold on, stay the course, and trust in Many Christians have slowly drifted away. Many churches have gradually drifted into error. But only one day to find themselves removed from the Scripture when the Lord says, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I know you not. I don't ever want it to be said about the Pentecostals of Phoenix that we drifted away from this great truth and doctrine, this great truth that we have had delivered to us. That's why I want to declare today that Jesus' name is still the message. Jesus' name is still the message. Baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ is still the plan of salvation. Come on, somebody help me now. Amen. We still believe. We still believe that the Spirit of the Holy Ghost can dwell in you and you're saved by repentance, water baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We still believe that, and we don't want to drift away from that. Come on, do I get a witness? Do I get a support of people that are willing to stay? We're going to make the stand, and no matter what happens in our world, while the world says there is no God, we're still going to stand up and say, there is a God. And while they say there's no salvation, we'll still declare there's still a salvation, and that's through the death, burial, and the resurrection of our Jesus Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not going to drift. Amen. We're going to stay the course. I said we're going to stay the course. We're going to stay the course. Pentecostal of Phoenix, we're going to stay the course. We're going to stay the course. We're going to stay the course. We're going to believe in this truth and we're going to stay the course. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want to find the end of all of this that I made all the wrong decision. I want to stay the course. I want to stay the course. The third thing is we never drift un upstream or against the tide. Faithfulness to the Lord is like oaring upstream. You got to work at this thing. I said you got to work at this thing. You must constantly be adding to your faith. This is not a time or a season for us to lose our faith, but this is a time to start really trusting in God and let the devil know we're going to work against you. Amen. Come on, somebody help this preacher here today. Amen. We're going to believe that God is going to give us something great, but I'm going to tell you it's not going to come without effort. We're going to have to work at this. Amen. We're going to have to work at this. We're going to have to work at this. Amen. And then what I'm saying by working at this, I don't believe you should just lose your testimony during this season. The world needs to know that you will declare that Jesus Christ is still alive in your life and you're going to let the world know that I'm not going to lay down, I'm not going to sit down, I'm not going to step aside, but I will declare that I am a child of the King. 
Hallelujah. Amen. It's going to take work. It's going to take work. That's why in 2 Peter 1.5 it says this, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. Add to your faith virtue. What he is simply saying, have faith and stick to it. Add to your faith virtue. Do what is right based on what you know in your faith to do. Amen. You must continue to grow. Give all diligence. Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. You must continue to grow. The moment you stop growing, you start going backwards or downwards. You're heading for the edge of the waterfall. I'm not going to take much more time here today, but let me just go through a few more points. The fourth point is the speed downstream increases. You start letting go little by little, you will find yourself falling quicker and quicker all the time. The danger increases when the speed of the drift takes hold of you. When we lose sight of land, it's more difficult to discern that we're drifting. As we move further and further from the Lord, we care less and less all the time. And we care less about what to do. We become disoriented. We, don't, we can't figure out what we should do and how we should, should try to remedy the problem because no longer can we see the land and we're drifting quicker and quicker as we're going out to sea. There's what is called a riptide. And this is where when the waves bash against the sea and crash against the land, that there has to be an outlet of water going back out into the sea. And once you get into a riptide, they tell you don't swim against it, swim parallel to it. Why? Why? Because if you're not careful, you will, don't even realize it. You'll be several miles out into the ocean and can't get back in because you didn't understand what you needed to do to get out of the problem. Let me just tell you, there's a way to get out of the problem. Amen. And let me just tell you that if you will understand the Word of God and learn the Word of God and keep working, working at it, working at it, working at it, then you will be given a word that will help you get out of any situation that you face in your life. Amen. It'll help you through your marriages. It will help you with your children. It will help you in every aspect and element of your life. It'll help you as to how should I act and the ethics that I should have on the job. It'll show you everything that you need to know. Let's get back to the Word. Come on, church. Let's just get back to the Word so that when we don't understand what to do, we can have a Word that tells us we need to go parallel to the riptide. Amen. The danger increases because when you hear the noise of the waterfall, it's already too late. When we lose sight of the land, it's more difficult to discern that we're drifting. We move further and further away from the Lord. Two more points. I'm going to have the praise team come on back up and just kind of stay over in there. But not only is drifting dangerous to you, but it's dangerous to others. 
I've learned this as a young man having four children. I've done everything in my power to be a good example to them and show them that we're going to stay the course by the Wilson. I've tried my best to make sure they understood the value of going to church. I've tried to get them to understand the value of being in ministry. But it's dangerous to others. A ship just drifting is a hazard to all other vessels at sea. Just as parents who are drifting, many times they lose the golden opportunities to teach their children what is right and what is wrong because they just drifted. That's why it says in Ephesians 6, 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. He says, raise them in the right right way. Raise them in the way they should go. Why? Don't provoke them. Don't turn them away from God by doing things that you know you shouldn't do or even just drifting through life. But give them something to hold on to. Give them a direction that they can go by. Let them know that you know how to pray. You're not going to tell them to pray. You're going to pray yourself. You're not going to just tell them they need to be in church. You're going to go to church yourself. You're not going to just tell them to go to the altar. You're going to go to the altar yourself. And show them because it's dangerous to everybody that is around you and the influences you have by just drifting and those ships that are around you. Are in danger from you just simply drifting. Many are tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. One day they believe uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord, and the next day they believe that there is no God. And one in, one out, and they're here, and then they're there, and they can't figure it out. And so they follow everything that's going on, everything they hear. They try to believe a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and they're tossed to and fro. The last point I want to make it all ends up in a shipwreck. A boat adrift will crash on the rocks or go over the falls. For those who drift spiritually through their own neglect, there shall be no escape from a just punishment. In concluding today, in conclusion today, in Hebrews, the second chapter, in the first verse, it says this Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Then it goes on to say, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, then every transgression and disobedience received its just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at this first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? See, it doesn't just stop at the first verse, therefore we ought to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. But it tells you that if you don't listen, how shall you escape? If you neglect what is being taught you and preached to you, how can you get away from it? You won't. There's no way to escape it. You are in life and there is a current and if you don't fight against it it will get you it will destroy you because eventually you will crash and be destroyed
this season of our lives, we're going to have to work harder than we've ever worked before to keep our faith and our trust in God. This is not a time to lay down and not a time to walk away. But this is a time to let the adversary know that we're going to roll harder. We're going to pray longer. We're going to be more faithful in our giving, our time, and in our finances. We're going to let the enemy know that this is not going to take us down, but this is only going to add to my faith, virtue, and virtue, knowledge. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Do you all believe you can have a little altar time where you're sitting? You think you can do that for a moment? I would like you to just, for a moment, just raise your hands. And they're getting ready to sing, but I want you to receive what the Lord wants to, to do today and how I believe the Lord wants to have an encounter with you. And I want you to open your heart and receive that today. And more than anything, while you're praying your prayer, I want you to say, Lord, help me that I am not drifting away from you. Give me the courage. Give me the strength. Come on. Pray that prayer. Help me, Lord, so that I do not drift away from you. I won't fear Because how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation?
just lift our voices for a moment here today. I praise you, Lord. I give you honor and glory today. Oh, Lord, help us that we do not drift away from you. Give us the strength and the tenacity, God, to work against everything that's going on in our lives right now. Stand up for you. To keep our faith and our trust in you. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to have them sing again. If you feel that you need to go, that's fine. But God bless you. Love you all. Keep uh, the first lady in prayer, if you wouldn't mind. Keep her in prayer. God bless you. Love you. Amen.